Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. Well, the family tree of Doug and Jeff's a little bit bigger today with more branches extending love, getting ready for the spring season. It is the Organic Gardeners, TripLive.com. These two incredible talents. And, of course, Doug, one more day at the Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show. But before they tell you who's in studio, just kind of watching their stardom in full bloom, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you to dial in to be on the program, 866-391-1020, dollar bank, instant access, kdkradio.com. And to start things off, I'm in a giving mood. The 10th caller at 412-922-1020 wins a $25 gift certificate from the Sorgal family out in Wexford. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser. Good morning. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from EverybodyGardens.com and the Tribune Review. And I'm Jessica Walliser. And for some reason, I have your mic on, but it's not working. (laughs) working. No, so why don't you come over? You're going to come over here. You know, folks, that's showbiz. I actually pushed the right button and it no, still didn't is, work. No, no, no. It's the Doug Oster show. <laughs> what, don't, don't, oh, no. You've yeah. always wanted that, oh, haven't you? Now we're talking. This is the way to do it. The method to the madness, ladies and gentlemen. You're shot out of a cannon for losing an hour's sleep, Rob. I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know. Maybe it's the old Rob Pratt. I'm, 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 I'm out of my slumber. I'm back. All I right. want to go back to slumber. I think you hijacked that microphone. I think that was the lesson <laughs> no, no, in all no, this. No, no, no. I had nothing to do Were with that. Were you in here the... this no, morning no, loosening no, a screw no, no, over no. there? No, I'm, I'm glad you're on, really. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, why don't we do this again? Take two. Ladies right. and gentlemen, Doug Oster and Jessica Wallace. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm Doug Oster from Tribune Review and EverybodyGardens.com. And hey, that's my partner over there. Oh, my gosh. I'm horticulturist Jessica Wallace. It's bad enough that I lost an hour of sleep and then I have to work with you clowns this morning. This is ridiculous. You know, and I said she was here observing. This will probably be the last time she's here observing <laughs> after this start. But we are really honored to have this person in studio. So why don't you just go ahead and do the honors? Uh, Sandy Reed uh, from Davy Tree. Sandy, you're going to have to tell us your title. You, you said it once, but I can't repeat it. It's too early in the morning. No problem. It's great to be here. I, I'm the vice president of corporate communications and strategic planning for the Davy Tree Expert Company. Which involves it. So tell us a little bit more about what you do for Davy Tree. Sure, I'm responsible for uh, all of our employee communication, um, any of the uh, public relations initiatives that we're involved in, uh, any community outreach, and then uh, working on the corporate strategic plan. Well, we're thrilled to have you here. We are thrilled to have Davey on board for another season. We love having your arborists come in, sit in that very chair that you're sitting in today and talking to us about the importance and the health of trees and, and how Pittsburghers can best manage their trees. And we get questions from all across the country, because we have a lot of people that listen to the show online. So it's always really cool that you guys can provide answers to people, you know, living in Minnesota with a tree question or California with a tree question, which is which is pretty great. And it's always amazing to Doug and I because we learn so much as well when the guys come in to the well, show. That's, that's that's great. We're happy to happy to happy 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 to help out, and uh, I know they love being part of the show. And uh, 
I wanted to see what it was like, so happy to be here today to she Have they said, warned she, you about the see, equipment uh, malfunctions here occasionally? I heard it works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we put on a good show, right? She right. says she's here to see the show, but she's not. She's here to see her, her beloved penguins. Well, That's why she's in town. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, I wondered. <laughs> well, it was a little enticing. Uh, the the uh, Penguins game tonight was what brought me here first, but Doug said, you know, I can't come in town and not come see the show. Right, right exactly. Right. So that's what's on your agenda for the rest of the day. That is. That you're is. based on black and gold. You're based out of Kent now, but you're originally from this area, right? That's right. I was born in Pittsburgh, and we have family throughout uh, the greater Pittsburgh area. So um, our roots, my roots are definitely... Uh, in Western Pennsylvania. Where's yeah. the last time we saw each other? Was it in Kent when I bumped into you at that restaurant? Or yes, yeah. yes, yes. It was. was are vis- you kidding me? Yeah, I went went to visit my <laughs> of all the restaurants my, in all right, the cities. My family uh, in Twinsburg, Ohio, and then I was coming back, and I have a good friend who lives in Ravenna, and we met met halfway right by the freeway there in, in Kent, and um, Sandy walked in, and, and I pretended to be her waiter. <laughs> yes, he did. So. <laughs> Best service ever. <laughs> service, service with a smile, I guess, with that. Well, um, yeah, it's great to have you here, Sandy. We're so thrilled. Um, and, Doug, we have uh, you're, you're at the home show again today, aren't you? Oh, gosh, darn it. It's only Maybe the... Sandy could stop there today, it, too, a... and see you. We've talked about that. <laughs> okay, all right. It's the last day. I'm at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show at 12 and 3 o'clock today, speaking on the Green Thumb stage. Come out and see me. I've got some free chocolate-striped tomato seeds for you and also a chance to win some Tropicana canna bulbs and a trip to Falling Water. Oh, nice. All right, what do you say we take that first break? By the way, congratulations to Marie from Aliquippa, winner of that $25 gift certificate from Sorgles. And then we want to get right to your phone calls. So everything that is your garden, you have some questions in your planning stages, obviously, for the spring campaign just weeks away. Call us now, 866-391-1020. You can text us at that number or reach us via Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkradio.com. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDK. You know, in honor of having Sandy here from Davy Tree, we're going to test Doug and Jess's knowledge when it comes to trees and servicing them. And we're going to grade them, and we're not going to grade them on the curve, and they're going to have to start to do extra work for the next six weeks by the time spring gets here. So if you have any tree questions today, it would be rather appropriate. The Davy Tree is here. So give us a call. We've got four lines. They're wide open, so you'll have immediate access to test their knowledge. This could be fun. Or it could have me running out of the studio for even suggesting it. Uh, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access. KDKRadio.com. And you can text me at that number as well. Brought to you by my good friends at Right Automotive. The best deal in town. Jessica. We'll also take other gardening questions as well. Not just trees. So we don't want to. Uh, we know what this, I'm not afraid. But you know what? This time change, beggars can't be choosers, right? Because well, that was my thought process <laughs> to try to stimulate the audience and maybe shake the cobwebs. Because maybe they actually think it's 617 right. <laughs> as opposed to 717. That's exactly Exactly right. But listen, regardless of the time change today, you'll be caught up by Tuesday. And on Tuesday at 7 p.m., I will be at the Westmoreland County Community College. Uh, I'm going to be giving a talk for part of um, the Penn State uh, Extension Service of Westmoreland County. They have a uh, weekend gardener series there, and it's on a Tuesday night. So this Tuesday, 7 p.m., I will be at the Community College out in Westmoreland County talking about container gardening. And this whole talk revolves around my newest book that just came out a few months ago, Container Gardening Complete. You can 
can come to the talk. We're going to have a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, it's $19 for Westmoreland County rest, uh, uh, residents. It's a little bit more than that for non-Westmoreland County residents, but not much more. But you can call to register at 800-262-2103, or an even easier way to do it is just type Jessica Walliser and Westmoreland County in this in your search engine, and the first one that pops up is the registration for the event. So we'd love to see you there on Tuesday night. All right, fair enough. Let's get ready to go to the phones in just a moment. It's 866-391-1020, dollar bank, instant access, kdkradio.com. The other employer happens to be triblive.com. Doug, what are you doing there? You know, uh, I can't even tell you what I'm doing there because I've been at the home show for 10 days. <laughs> You've been absorbed. Uh, I had a, a really fun story, though, about uh, Uncle Punzo. Uh, this guy, I've known this guy, John Wassel, for a couple of years now. I met him at the food bank, actually. He was dropping off some of his produce, and he learned to garden from his wife's uncle, Uncle Punzo, who passed away in 2008, and he's kept the tradition alive, and we... Had the best time. We just sat in this little greenhouse in Jeanette, and uh, he served me this homemade uh, salmon chowder that he made. And we sat there and talked about Uncle Punzo. And so that's probably my favorite story that I've written in quite a while. Uncle Punzo. Okay, let's go to Cheryl in Mount Washington. Starting to get some calls. Things picking up for Doug and Jess on this uh, first day of Daylight Savings Time, 2018. Good morning, Cheryl. Welcome to KDK Radio. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question. Um, um, in the garden uh, last year, there was a new bug that I saw, my milkweed. It's black, and it was um, outlined like an orange. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it before. When the pods were there, I mean, it it was like, oh, my, and inundated with these bugs. Do you know what it would be? Yeah, that's a, that's called... That's called a milkweed bug, and they're actually... That's appropriate. It is totally appropriate. It is a native insect. It has co-evolved with milkweed, just like our monarchs have, monarch caterpillars have, and uh, milkweed tussock moss, and there's a a whole host of insects that have evolved to um, use the alkaloids, which are sort of the toxic component that keeps other insects off of milkweed, but they have evolved to actually process that. So it is not problematic insect at all. It's kind of intimidating and scary when you see literally hundreds of them on the pods of those plants. They are beautiful insects, but how they feed is they actually have a mouth part that's like a needle and they pierce through the pod and they suck the juices out of the seeds inside of the pod. Um, So the only reason that they're ever harmful to those plants is if you plan on saving the seed and then replanting it the following year. Uh, but if you just let the seed drop and it do its thing, there's there, you don't really have to control them at all. And I don't ever recommend that people do, because if you spray something on the plant, you could be affecting the monarch caterpillars and all that other stuff. So it also was showing up on the other perennials that are in the garden, too. Is that okay it was on those? Uh, well, the, the milkweed species of milkweed bugs can only feed on milkweed plants. They have evolved only to feed on that. That is their sole food source. There is a similar looking insect that will um, feed on different plants. Like there's one, the box elder bugs lo- looks a lot like it. The There's a uh, Heliopsis uh, bug that looks almost just like it as well. And that, that will feed on a wider range of plants. But the ones that cluster on the pods of milkweed will only feed on milkweed. But in general, that whole class of insects are not ones you really need to worry about at all. And I have one other question. You mentioned before to get a high phosphorus plant food for um, the peace palm, you know, so it'll bloom again. So what should the number of the phosphorus be? 
Well, with houseplants, for houseplant fertilizers like that, you can use a little bit more uh, phosphorus, which is that middle number on the label. So you might want to look for something that's like three, four, three. You don't want to, okay. yeah, you don't want to go a whole lot of anything for houseplants because then you could risk salt burn, which is what you don't want to have. Okay. Okay. Well, thank sure. you. I love your show. Sure. Thank sure. You so are, are you growing milkweed on on purpose for for butterflies, or is that just something that popped yeah. up in your garden? Actually, um, I had a vegetable garden. It was all organic, and we had a problem here in the city with um, groundhogs. <sighs> I had two of a cage, and they won't come and take them anymore. So I converted the garden to butterfly garden. Oh, yeah. good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You so can't thank be- you so much. Thank I get you, Cheryl. so much information from you. Thanks Cheryl. Thanks, Cheryl. I get just goes to show you, right? If you can't feed yourself because of the groundhogs, then you might as well feed the butterflies. Right. <laughs> I hate groundhogs. <laughs> have a great day. Thanks, Thank Cheryl. you. You too. It, yeah. it is tough to have a groundhog in a garden at the same time, I and mean, they're just really yeah. tough catching those butterflies to feed the groundhogs. <laughs> anyway, listen. Here we go. Text message. I have a blue spruce in the yard, thirty feet tall, fifty percent branches on the bottom of the tree. They look dead. Should I cut them off, uh, or can I treat them? I can, I can. You know whose voice I can hear in my head right now is Todd Sherbondi. I can hear Davy Tree Arborist Todd Sherbondi in my head talking about the canker, right? Spruce canker and how it will the lower branches. And once the tree has it, there is pretty much nothing that you can do uh, when you do prune off those dead branches you can be spreading actually spreading that canker higher up on the plant so i would actually call the folks at davy tree have them come out make sure that it's a positive id that that's what it is because they're the guys that are going to know um before you do anything to that tree Boy, make i've sure been getting, I've been getting a lot of that at the home show yep. a lot of questions about that and again that's what we always tell people Call a certified arborist. Make sure that it's what we think it is because without seeing the tree. Yep. Yep. And they can actually do pathology tests, but a lot of times they don't have to. These guys really know what they're doing. They just come out and look at the tree. and They look at that. it and then you start crying. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, what? with a big tree like that, it is, it's really devastating. And I, I get that because it's happened to me. And when you have a big tree like that, that you're so invested in. Uh, emotionally and with yeah, the architecture those, of your house. Years. Yeah. So I'm going to give the Davy Tree number right now. I know Sandy's here and she could give it, but I have it right here too. It's 855-982-TREE, 855-982-8733. And you can give them a call. Tell them we sent you and have an arborist come out and take a look at it and give it a good assessment. You know, these women and men do a great job at Davy Tree. You know, I've been talking about them for many years, long before Doug and Jess, you know, we'd have a horrific storm in the area and they would be out there doing what they have to do around power lines, taking care of people. But when it comes to your residential, your property or trees that you invest a lot of money into, a lot of sentimental aspects of these stuff around these trees as well, too. You want to get the best of the best. And Doug, one of the things that we've made the audience understand from the very beginning with this relationship with Davey, always the smart choice to give them a call first. Yeah, and that's what I'm telling people at the home show. Uh, Again, it's the same thing. You know, somebody will come up to you, give you some... description of your tree and what's going on but without seeing it and and, you know you can't have just some guy in a a pickup truck come you got to have a certified arborist and i've been doing again just like you rob with davy long before they had anything to do with the show even when i lived back in ohio right next right next door so did you live like right next door yeah i live in next town over from from where davy is headquartered in kent oh pretty good stuff all right here we go right back to the phone let's go to etna and say good morning to glenn glenn you're on the organic gardeners with doug and jess on kdk radio good morning 
Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I have a question for you. I tripped my hedges yesterday. I took about two foot off the top, and I burned them in a burn barrel. Is that okay to use them ashes as uh, for fertilizer? Well, you have to be really careful when you use any type of wood ash at all because it's extremely alkaline, and uh, you can actually shift your soil pH too much in the alkaline direction, which can be bad for plants. Uh, what we often suggest to people to do is take those wood ashes, whether it's from an outdoor burn pile or you know your indoor fireplace, and actually compost them. So add them to the compost pile, mix them with your lawn clippings and leaf trimmings and you know prunings from the yard, and let them break down and compost that way, and that will help neutralize it a little bit. All right. Thank you for the call. We still have Adam, Rudy, and Diana waiting in the wings. We'll get to all of your calls just a little bit. This is the Organic Gardens. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This is Radio 1020 KDKA. All right. Back for the final half hour of this week's edition of the Organic Gardeners on your weekend magazine. Rob Pratt, Doug Oser, Jessica Walliser. And if you'd like to phone in, uh, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access, KDKRadio.com. And you can text us at that number as well. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 wins an amazing $25 gift certificate from your friends at Janoski's Farm, an old country restaurant in Clinton, Pennsylvania, getting ready for their big St. Patrick's Day buffet. But right now, let's get right back to the phones, and it's um, Rudy in the North Hills. Rudy, how are you? Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. I have a question about uh, pepper plants. I started pepper plants, uh, the seeds, on uh, February 17th. And the way I start them is uh, I use uh, the uh, empty boxes from a strawberry. The one-pound strawberries come in. And uh, what I do, I put them in a sunny windowsill on a heating pad with a special mixture that I use uh, for uh, soil. Uh, they're about, they're going into second leaf stage. And uh, I put them in about 30 plants. There's about 30 plants per box. Uh, and I was wondering, when do you transplant your seedlings up into larger containers? At what stage of the development of the plant? When I, I do it for peppers, I wait until they get their true leaves on. Did you say they have their true leaves on? Yeah, they're, yeah their secondary leaves are starting uh, to come out on some of them, and some of them they are actually there already. You know, when they start just to get a little crowded, I'll move them into, like, yogurt size uh, pots and grow them from there. Uh, you know, how about you, Jess? Yogurt size pot, so yeah, like a like little the, yogurt cup, yeah, or like yeah. a three inch pot, basically. Okay, maybe even a little smaller than that. Yeah, I usually do it too around that same time when they have their first true leaves uh, on there. You can wait a little longer, but the ish, the problem for me always becomes when you wait a little bit longer, especially if you don't have a grow light and you're just growing them in the on the windowsill like that, they will get really leggy if you wait too long. So I would say go ahead and do it now. And with peppers and tomatoes, when you transplant them, plant them real deep. So have they the like soil. It. They, they, they like love transplanting. it. Yeah, go way up to the bottom of those uh, the first leaves that emerge, the cotyledons. Go way up to the bottom of that when you plant them, and that's going to give them a nice, sturdy, strong stem. And turn that tray a quarter turn every day so that the growth is even. That's really important when you're growing in a windowsill. All right. Up next, let's go to Adam in West End. Adam, welcome to KDK Radio, the Organic Gardens with Doug and Jess. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, good people. Got a question for you. I got in the morning glory, made a mistake, planted them, and these things overtake <laughs> every season on my fence line. 
any good way to get rid of them. Yeah, and you know, morning glories are a blessing and a curse. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny too. Every I've been talking about morning glories at the home show, and for some people, that's what's happening. They're just yeah, you know, they get but, to be invasive. But for other people, it's just like like me. They just they don't really reseed, and I've got them growing in the vegetable garden, and. and I never see them as a problem. I don't know what the story is. Well, I think a lot of times it depends on which variety you're growing. Um, and I think that the ones that are not They're super... purple. I don't know if that okay. means anything. Yeah, so I, think... I do herbicide work for a living, and uh, I don't want to kill my shrubs, and I also right. let my dog out there. You know, is there any good... Uh, uh, like Roundup or something like that to take them out? Well, that we certainly wouldn't recommend because that's not organic. Roundup ain't so, good. <laughs> so that's not something we would recommend. Actually, honest to God, what I would do if I were you is I would go out with my string trimmer um, and I would go out there maybe every week or two and just run the string trimmer along the fence line. And if they sprout, you're going to be cutting them off and that continual top kill will be enough to kill them. And you're probably going to have to do that for maybe two years until the seed bank runs dry and there's no longer any more morning glory seeds in that area to, to germinate. And that would probably be the easiest way for you to control them. And I don't know how long your fence line is, but it probably wouldn't take very long to do that. Another thing no, it's think- only like 25 foot long. Oh, yeah. But, that uh, would- I mean, they just they just overgrow and overgrow. Now, is it true that they uh, grow in bulbs like down in the earth? Like a tuber or something like that? I, yes. Yeah, no, not those. There are some other vining plants that do develop that underground tuber like that. Um, you know what? And talk about the difference between morning glories and bindweed. Right. So bindweed, which is very similar, it is a weedy species there. with a white flower on it. And that does have an underground rhizome that will return year after year. And that is considered to be a perennial weed that is extremely difficult to eradicate. So you're talking about two very different plants there. Okay. Please. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Well, well, I'll give it a shot. All I'll right. Keep cutting it. Good Thank luck. You. That'll do it. That'll Thank do you. the trick. All right. Let's go to the South Hills. Say good morning to Larry. Larry, you're on KDK Radio. How are you? Real good, Rob. Thank you very much. This question is for uh, uh, Doug or Jessica. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I planted a uh, uh, hemlock tree. Got it from a local uh, nursery. They even came and helped me plant it and whatnot. Uh, it did great. Last year, during the uh, the, the uh, summer, uh, hot weather we had, and it also went through one winter. But this year, it's turning brown, and it looks uh, like it's uh, wilted. But uh, whenever I ch- check some of the uh, uh, little branches, they seem to have life in them. And there's a little bit of green on, on one side of the uh, uh, tree itself. I'm just wondering... If uh, whether the uh, severe cold we had uh, impacted on that and whether or not it may come back. And you said a hemlock? It was a hemlock, yeah. And and have you been, so it's in now for two years, basically. Mm -hmm. Have you been watering it consistently through that first year? Yes, we have. Yeah, we did. And we put... uh, uh, you know, good good fertilizer on it, good uh, good uh, soil actually that we bought from the uh, from the nursery. That was what they recommended, and uh, I, I babied it. I really took very very good care of it. Okay, so one of the things that I often worry about, and again, without coming out and seeing that tree, it's tough to say a hundred percent what it is. 
But a lot of times what happens is we see a slow decline in tree health when they're not planted properly. And I know you said you had the somebody from the nursery come out and help plant, but mm-hmm. this is something we've learned a lot from with the, the guys from Davy Tree that come in. And it happens a lot when it's planted. The tree actually is often planted too deeply. And when that happens, the the root flare gets buried either under the soil or under too much mulch, and that can lead to a slow decline uh, in that tree health, which could be something that's going on with yours. So I would get down there to the base of the tree, clear away that mulch a little bit. If anything is up against the stem, you want to make sure that that's cleared away and that that flare, which is where the trunk of the tree sort of flares out at the base of the plant, that should definitely be above the soil line. And so excavate around the base of that tree to make sure that that is definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, continue and, watering. And, and hopefully when spring comes... It'll green it'll, up. Yeah, it'll green yeah. up and, and take off and should be guaranteed, right? Three years. They put it in. If they put it in and they planted the nursery planted it and helped you with it, yeah, they usually do have a guarantee. So I would go back to them as well and talk to them about it. Congratulations to Jenny from Baden, winner of that $25 gift certificate from Janoski's. Coming back, one more segment with Doug and Jess. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. Just a reminder that on Tuesday at 7 p.m., I will be giving a talk at the Westmoreland County Community College on container gardening. And I would love to see you there. It's $19 for Westmoreland County residents, a little bit more expensive for non residents, but not too much more. Uh, that's again on Tuesday at 7 p.m., and you can register by calling 800 262. 2103, or you can just Google Westmoreland County Jessica Walliser, and you'll be able to register online for that event as well. And joining us now is Denise Schreiber. She's the former greenhouse manager for Allegheny County Parks, otherwise known as our Mrs. Know-It-All. How are you this morning, Denise? I'm tired like Doug because I've been working the home show, too, for Pennsylvania Gardener Magazine. Oh, <laughs> are you there Are you there as, as uh, frequently as he is? No, but I I was there last night till 10 o'clock, and I'll be there till the close of the show today. So if somebody wants to stop by and see me, I sent a few people over to Doug. They were all happy to meet me, someone with common sense, Doug. Oh, <laughs> ouch, Denise. Ouch. <laughs> and, and Doug can tell you what I did the very first day of the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> answering questions, and I see her with her cronies, her, her <laughs> Her master gardener cronies walking by. <laughs> and, you mean groupies? No, I mean cronies. <laughs> and uh, some woman start, starts asking a question, and I look at Mrs. Noah, and she has a look on her face like she just ate a lemon. And I, I, so I had to introduce her to the crowd, and I, then I just said, "Go away, Mrs. Know It All." But the lady was asking Doug about her cherry tree, and she was all, always using seven on it, and I'm like. Why in God's name would she be even using that on a cherry tree? You know, even as a licensed applicator, I never use that. And, you know, for homeowners to just be willy-nilly throwing it on there and having no idea of what they're doing, you know, it's always good to really ask experts, someone like Sandy, who's sitting there. I, I think she's still there. And, you know, just, you know, ask questions from people who are involved in this industry, you know, whether it's me, you, Doug, you know, Sandy, you know, the extension people, 
ask the questions first before you just decide to, oh, I have this. I'll put this on. Maybe it'll take care of my problem. Yeah. And I, I th- can't imagine that people are even, I just couldn't even imagine people still using seven, you know, know, like it's so dangerous. I know. Well, and you know, I think one of the issues that we face in the industry, and this sort of goes around these forums that we're on online, right? People in this industry, and it goes back to, Sort of the going into the hardware store, uh, you know, the big box hardware store and going up to somebody who this is, you know, their part time job and they're working in the, you know, the garden area there and they have very little education. They're certainly not a certified pesticide applicator. They don't have the background and they're just like, oh, yeah, just put this on there without really having any knowledge on how those products work and how potentially dangerous they can be both to the environment and also to you and your pets as well. So the reason that seven came up was I was telling the story that I always tell about starting to become an organic gardener and someone telling me to use seven and not knowing any better. Right. And then when my kids were little, just seeing seven and my little kids encounter each other, I was like, that was my epiphany. That's when I went organic and that was way back. And I, I just... I mean, to me, I see it as such a super old-fashioned product, yeah. right? I mean, it was one of those things that was marketed as sort of being a a, a miracle cure-all to all your insect problems in the garden. And and we now know all of the negative effects of that product and other products on the market. And the, the fact is that now, within the past 10 years, we have so many great far safer, organic, and equally as effective, if not more effective, products that we can choose from for our arsenal. And products so that why w- do those things? Yeah, products that won't damage our entire <laughs> the balance of, of, the balance garden, of right. nature, specifically targeting whatever the problem is, whether it's a pest right. or a disease, and uh, yeah, much safer. And all the products are available. Right. And we're here for you. If you have questions about it, that's why we're here every mm-hmm. Sunday morning. This is what we want to hear from you about. Is that why we're really here? That's why we're here, Rob. Did you not know? I was wondering too, Rob. After 13 years, you're finally realizing. Hold on, let me write that down. We are not here (laughs) to entertain you, Rob. We are here to answer questions. All right. (laughs) Boy, now you tell me. Let's go to uh, Chris. Chris, good morning and say hi to Doug and Jess. You're on the Organic Gardeners on KDK Radio. How are you? I am well. Good morning. Hello. Um, So I inherited taking care of watering the plants at my workplace, Um, and that's all I do. Once a week, I go around and water them all. There are a variety of dish gardens, um, uh, like bamboo trees, peace lilies, but all of them have brown at the tips of their leaves. Ah, yes. First first off, how did you get stuck with that job? Stuck? no, it's good. It's all good. All right. <laughs> that would be the best job in the office as far as I'm concerned. As long as the plants stay alive. Right. Well, there's that, right? Because then you're responsible when they do you're what they're You're fired. Doing. <laughs> right. So what that's telling me is that when you're watering them, you're leaving them where they are, right? And you're just putting a little water in the top of the container and it's not really draining out the bottom. Is that what you're doing when you water them? Pretty much. Sometimes it does drain through the bottom. Yeah. So what happens when you're irrigating it that way is that there's a a certain amount of fertilizer salts that are in that potting soil. And that's whether or not you're adding extra fertilizer. Almost all potting soils come with a a slow-release fertilizer built into it. And when they're not allowed to drain, when the plant, uh, the water doesn't flush through the soil, what happens is the plants absorb those fertilizer salts and they travel through the tissue of the plant and they go as as far as they can, which is to the very, very end of the leaves, and they collect there. So that brown on the tip of the leaves is basically salt burn. 
So the way to stop that from happening is when you water those plants, take them to the sink in the break room and pour water into the top of the pot and allow at least 20% of what you put in the top to drain through the bottom. And that will help flush out those salts and prevent that tip burn from happening. And prevent you from losing your job. And keep you employed. But it's not going to get rid of that tip burn that's already there. It's just going to prevent it from getting worse or from developing on the new leaves. So some of them are dish gardens, so they don't have drainage. Yeah, so that's the tough part. I mean, dish gardens are really meant to be temporary. They're temporary sort of decorative things that eventually you need to separate those plants, pot them each in their individual containers with drainage holes in the bottom. Um, I know it's very hard with dish gardens to maintain them for a long time just because the plants are so smooshed in there and they're crowded. So the best way really to deal with those is to separate and put each one of them in their own pot. And then you could combine those separate pots into a big basket or something like that. Yeah, just sit the boss down and tell him that his dish garden needs to be separated. Right. And (laughs) And you're happy to do the job because it gets you away from the desk for a little bit. It's all good. And you can follow up with emails because you won't be working there much. (laughs) All right. Listen, here's what we're going to do is we have about a minute and a half left. We're going to spend some time talking to our friend from Davy Tree, Sandy, because without them, this show just doesn't kind of have that extra spark to it during the spring season. Go ahead, guys. So, Sandy, uh, how long have you been with Davy Tree? Um, I'm uh, 31 years in June. Just a few few years, huh? Yes, just a few (laughs) years, so... What's the best thing for you when you're you're dealing with uh, with the guys and dealing with people and helping them out with their trees? For me, uh, so we're an employee-owned company, which is an interesting aspect. Whether you're in Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Hawaii, uh, you're a Davy employee owner. So I love the stories of our employees and our clients. And um, I can't. I think the advice that was given earlier is is right on. You know, if you've got something that you're wondering about, feel free to give a call. Um, it's always best to look at it first, and oftentimes, just like in human health care, uh, the, the real root of a problem has to do with uh, more than just uh, what you currently see right now. It might have been the, the way it was taking care of the watering, the planting, the soil. Um, so I always encourage everyone to give a call. When you're at a party, do people come up to you and just say, hey, uh, my tree isn't working? Yeah, we get we get a lot of that, but you know I, I'm fortunate. I have the, the scientist of the Davy Institute and all of our team of arborists, uh, so I usually refer inquiries to them. Um, Thanks, Sandy. Thank you. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden and a safer place to live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.